0: celebrity in She Rocks Global Podcast. In this episode, we will be talking with Maria Ricetto from Uruguay, world-renowned ballerina who, after years in New York, came back to Montevideo. We will talk about finding the balance between career sacrifice and personal life, managing society expectations, and fighting pressures. Maria is a true celebrity in her home country and beyond, but still, what she talks about sounds very familiar and relatable. Enjoy, and we look forward to hearing your feedback. Uh, hi, welcome to SheRocks Global. We are so happy that in this episode we have a really superstar, Maria Riccietto. And as usual, we don't like to tell other people's stories. So, Maria, thank you for being here and uh, with me and Maka in this uh, online recording session. And please tell us something about yourself.
1: Okay, well, it's it's great to be here today. My name is Maria Riccietto. I'm I'm an uh, ex-professional ballerina. I I guess my whole life I've been a ballet dancer Um, and I retired recently, last year in December. And I'm an owner of a um, dance studio here in Uruguay. Um, And I direct that studio, it's called Maria Ricciardo Studio. Um, and I'm actually also uh, an academic coordinator at the National Ballet School here in Uruguay. Um, I don't know. I've been doing a lot of things. I, I'm the kind of person that uh, likes to say yes to new projects and, and engage of, of different adventures. <laughs> it's hard for me to say no. And, um, and I, I, I really enjoy that part of me. I feel like the, the, the more stuff I do, I feel useful and I, and I, I like to be busy and uh, I like to meet people and, and I like to, I don't know, embark on, on new things all the time.
0: Thank you for that introduction, and uh, we are really thankful that you said yes uh, to this podcast, but uh, also that's also something that we would like maybe to discuss more, but a bit later, like how do you cope with saying yes too much and when it's overwhelming. But before that, um, I need to jump in and to say that um, when you say yes, a global audience that we are talking to about uh to it's when you say i'm just a ballerina I, i'm a ballerina you are something a special kind of ballerina so can you tell us shortly uh, what were your biggest achievements in your career so that our audience knows who are we talking to
1: okay well um... I I I was born here in Uruguay, and I started ballet because um, my mom really loved it, and um, and I they had to put um, some I don't know extracurricular uh, um, activity for me after school. So there was a little ballet studio around the corner from my house, and and my mom loved it so. There you go. You go to ballet, and uh, and I, you know, I don't remember being the kind of child that that asked to dance or or was really active and, and in motion all the time. Um, so I, I I really say that I I fell in love with the discipline and with the, with the art form as as I went through um, uh, the career. I would say. Um when I was 14 I started when I was 7 and when when I was 9 I got into the National Ballet School the place that I'm directing now kind of um and I I I loved it I I was good at it all the teachers found me uh kind of special and at 14 there was a teacher from North Carolina School of the Arts that came to Uruguay and came to teach to the school and gave me a scholarship. And at that time, I felt like I was very young and a month before I was supposed to leave, I started to cry every night. And, uh, and my dad finally decided for me to stay home a few more years before engaging into this new thing. And, and, and I did, and I finished the, the I would say, the, the, the eight years at the school. And I traveled to the States when I was seventeen, or almost almost eighteen. Um, I was at the School of the Arts for a year and a half, um, in which I, I learned so much about dynamics of movements and, and that whole process of, of being face to face with the reality of being in the states. You know, I was coming from a very poor kind of school that belongs to the government and usually the funds that um, the government have for the arts are are always not enough. (laughs) So um, being in America was kind of like, wow, this is amazing. All these studios, these mirrors, this, the size of the things were incredible. So for me that one year there was enough to have the opportunity of, of knowing, um, the way of work of other people and other cultures. And and when that year of the scholarship finished, I it was a time to audition for professional companies. And I I was homesick so much that I said, well, I'm going to audition for a big, big company, you know, thinking that I would never get in. Um, and, and you know, it's not going to work, so I'm going to go back home. And then I decide if I keep going with my studies of dance or whether I quit and I go to um, uh, university and, and get my degree in something, and I don't know. And uh, and I, one of the places that I wanted to audition, because it was like the top company at that time, and I think still is, is uh, it was American Ballet Theater. And, uh, and for me to, to just like go into that studio and take class with all these big stars was just enough, you know. It was like the cherry on top of the cake. <laughs> um, so I took class and, and the director saw me and the, the assistant director saw me too. And they, they uh, offered me a contract. And I remember calling my family um, a collect call you know, um, from a public phone on a pizza place, uh, a few blocks away from, from where ABT studios are. And, and, uh, and that's when my life kind of changed completely because all my plans or, um, or, or the idea that I had for myself, it totally changed. I totally saw myself going back to Uruguay and maybe quitting. And, and starting to go to the university and being a lawyer. I always dreamt about being a lawyer. Um, so it was, I, I couldn't refuse a contract from that company. And of course my family was thrilled and, and the national school where, where they had me in a crystal box all the time was like so happy that I made it or... So I got into ABT and I, and I was at ABT and, and living in New York um, for almost 14 years um, and uh, and I, I became a soloist with ABT and it got to a point that I was like well I, I either wait a little longer to be a principal dancer here uh, or because you know in ballet you, you usually have like three ranks. You're, you start at the corps de ballet then you become a soloist and then a principal dancer. So you know, I was at that middle and, and, and I started to feel anxious too. And I, and I said, well, it's either I'll, I'll stay here, very comfortable. And uh, because I had my place and everybody loved me and I loved everybody. And I was living in New York and uh, it, it was very special in, in every way. And I was traveling a lot. And, um, and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll stay and wait or I, I move. I go someplace else and and I started to think and to kind of play with the idea of leaving New York. And, um, and at that moment in Uruguay, they, they had finished the theater, which we been waiting for like so many years. And, um, Julio Boca, this international Argentinian ballet star, um, came to to Uruguay to leave he moved to Uruguay and and he started directing the national ballet there and and I was very close to him because he used to um, dance in New York and at aBT also and and one day we met up he was in New York we met up for coffee and I said you know I've been thinking of um, maybe uh, it's either I'll, I'll stay and I'll wait and see what happens or I'll I'll, I'll take the, the the bull by its horns and 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 maybe move. And he said, "Well, you know, I I'm in need of a principal dancer in in Uruguay, and I would love to have you. And you know, it's your home. So if you ever want to go there, you know, I would love to have you. But it's a big decision. I and mean, I mean, moving to Uruguay is It, it means leaving New York. It means." Um, leave the place that you have at ABT, leave this huge company with a huge history with, um, I don't know, with that history of going into the best theaters and dance, the best ballets and the best productions. And and he was like, I don't want to make that decision for you. This has to be you. Um, I do not want to be in the middle. So I started, you know, really thinking and, and kind of... Put in in a scale, whether it was a big deal for me to leave it, or it would be, it would make me so happy to go back home. And throughout my time in New York, I had lost my mom through breast cancer. Um, and, uh, and, you know, my sister got pregnant at that moment, too, too. Uh, and, and my dad wasn't getting any younger, and my personal life was kind of like I always fell in love with everybody and I dreamed of marrying everybody and then something would happen and, and that dream was and that dream was done. Uh, so I, I kind of needed that stability of being with my family, um, do all the roles and parts that I wanted to do. Uh, and And maybe I would have have to wait if I would stay in new york and uh and and also have that that personal life you know dedicate myself to um, i don't know find that that uh, great guy to be with me or you know whatever but i i I needed to find that that balance and and I made the decision so i I, after almost 15 years of being in, in the States, I, I moved back home and I knew for sure that, that my personal life um, was going to be great because I was going to be close to my family. My professional life also, I mean, having the chance to work with Julio, um, it, it was going to be very special. I knew that for sure, enjoying the new theater, new productions, a new audience also for ballet. Um, the only thing that scared me the most was living in New York, you know, this huge city with like a fan of opportunities and possibilities and, and going, you know, coming back to Montevideo, which is really a small town, uh, lots of bureaucracy. <laughs> um, but but I, I loved it and I still do. I think it was one of the best decisions that i made that um you know like at at one point i remember a lot of people telling me you're crazy you're living new york you're living abt is one of the best companies in the world what are you doing and and i said you know i want to dance certain things that are not happening here and it's maybe i lose my best years waiting for that for those opportunities and and it's not where you do it it's it's you do it or not. You know what I mean, or 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 the place that you, where you do it. It doesn't really matter. Um, so I made that decision, and I've been here in Uruguay since uh, 2012, uh, and it's been great. Actually, my my life um, had a turn that I never expected. I you know, I started. The, there was, there was a lot of publicity when when I left because I was the first Uruguayan or, or the only one until now that ever made it to American Ballet Theater. So that's pretty huge for a dancer. It's pretty huge. And and may, uh, may I interrupt you? Yes, of course. Please do.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm so happy to have you here. First of all, you're one of the one Uruguayan female I most admire because of how humble you are. Because you didn't mention. You were awarded with the highest award in the world for a ballet dancer. <laughs> so that's where I start. Second, you're very successful and you introduce yourself like so humble, like, uh, but I love your story. And uh, as an Uruguayan I'm so proud to have you at Chirox Global, thank you. <laughs> thank you. And I want to ask you a question of, of what you're talking about. This thing about uh, work-life balance, I think we all struggle with that. How brave you were, like, what frightened, like making that decision, like to what, what for what your heart really like, because you know that if you stayed in New York, maybe you keep on having opportunities. Like uh, and and also another thing that, that when you introduce yourself, you introduce yourself as an ex dance, ballet dance, dancer. <laughs> Can you explain me a little bit about because I I I I think that Maria Richards will be her whole life. The best ballet dancer in the world. <laughs> what you tell me?
1: That's what everybody says. Every time I said I used to dance or or I used to be a ballerina, everybody said, "Oh, you you will always be a ballerina." Um, but I don't know. Maybe it's because it's been uh, it's been less than a year that I retire, and I I'm like um, I'm very proud of <laughs> of like re- my retirement. I feel like I retire with. Um, I was 39 at the time. I I turned uh, 30. I mean 40. <laughs> I wish I was turned 30. Uh, I turned 40 um, uh, in March. So I was I was I, I do I really feel like life starting again. You know, I'm reinventing myself, and 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 it's true what you say. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I I am a dancer. It's just that title to me. Means so much, and I I feel like I don't have it now because I don't have that responsibility. But I I will always be an answer. I don't know if it's understandable.
2: I'm sorry, and I I know (laughs) that to get here, you work hard like several years, like you never stop and you keep on working every day because I see it. Not only on social media, I know it. Right? we have we share our mentor, like it's Nelson. Uh-huh. And he keeps talking about how persistent you were, how you worked hard every day. Like, come on, you should be proud. Yeah.
1: No, uh, I, I have am. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh
2: yeah, but I want to share it well with our global audience. Um so yeah, I know I have several questions, but maybe you want to jump in.
0: Yes, uh, I I Like when we are were researching you a little bit before this conversation, and uh, I like to make fun, uh, make jokes that I understand Spanish because of (laughs) telenovelas, and I know it's worse, but I really do. I learned it really shortly, but even now I can. uh, I understood while you were, two talking uh, in Spanish and things like that. So I was also listening, looking at some press in Uruguay, and I feel like. people have a lot of expectations from you. <laughs> uh, like uh, portraying, portraying you as a beautiful woman, a very successful one, moving, uh, doing different things. Now, if I remember, if I got it correctly, you are also now going to be one of the judges, ju- judges in a big talent show program on TV. So you are, you are visible. And people are looking what will be your next move. And also, they are also looking at you all the time. Uh, I'm not a celebrity, so I don't know how it feels. But can you share how how you feel with that, uh, first of all, looks at what you are doing and expectations that that people are putting on you?
1: I think it's... It's a great question because I, one of the reasons why I decided to, to stop dancing um, was because I got tired of the routine. I got tired of having to wake up really early every day, train for an hour, go to physio for another hour and start my day. Like I used to leave my, uh, my apartment at 6.30 to be at the gym at 7 until 8. At 8.30, I would do physio for like 30 or 45 minutes. And then I would start my class at 9, 9-ish. And, uh, and start my day until 5 o'clock. And then I would leave the theater and go to my studio and get home around 9 or 10. That that was like every day. And I would have events or birthday parties or um, gatherings with my friends that I would have to cancel all the time. And I started to feel like I didn't have a life. And even though ballet was my life, I don't know if it's, if you understand, but... Um, no, it and, completely. And, and, here, like. yeah and at one time uh, at what point I said um, you know I want I always had this in my mind for sure I wanted to quit dancing when I was on top of my level uh, or feeling really strong and 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 having people say oh that's a shame that you're retiring then um been falling down (laughs) and, and, and having people say, Oh my God, get her out of the stage. So, so that was something that I had very clear. And when I started to feel like the routine was heavy, like I started to feel it on my shoulders, I said, well, this is a sign. This is a sign. I, I love the stage. I mean, If there was a a switcher to turn on or off that moment, you know, of going on stage, it would have been amazing. Turn it on, go to stage. Turn it off, leave the theater. But to get to the theater, I mean, to get to the stage, there's so much preparation before um, that people sometimes don't even imagine. Like I was saying, I was at 7 a.m., I was at the gym, you know, every morning and then after yeah. that physio and after that my whole day and after my whole day maybe go to and get a massage or acupuncture or you know maintenance you know and and um, so so that was a hard part and and i knew for sure and, and this i always said it i know and, and, and that the feeling that the stage and being on stage and, and the lights on and the makeup and the beautiful costume and, you know, um, that feeling of being there, nothing else will compare to it. Um, I, I you know, you, you talk about being, um, a mother today, the and, and I said, you know, I don't have children and I'm sure it's a wonderful thing and a wonderful feeling, uh, but I know it will be different of being on stage. It would be another magnificent thing, but it's not gonna, so that I, I I I know that in that sense, it was painful to know that that moment was ending. But at the same time, I did it all or almost all. So I had a sense of fulfillment that that it was great. And, and going back a little bit from what you asked me, um it, even though I said it was wonderful to be out there I had a tremendous responsibility because people were buying my tickets before they bought someone else's um the house was sold out when I was dancing because it was me so you know I I had no room for mistakes maybe in a sense and I, I was very, I, I, I'm still uh, um, but I I, I was very um, always looking for that perfection, even though I know it doesn't exist. But we dance, as dancers, we look at a mirror 24-7 and we're trying to find that perfection that doesn't exist. And we're always rehearsing and going back and doing it again and going back and doing it again. And... Um, until you find that right position or that right step or whatever it is, and um, and 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 the pressure maybe I put it on myself um, probably, but it was big, and I you know, and I wanted to be remembered as oh my gosh, she's she's great. It's it's a shame that she's she's leaving, and there is a lot of. Uh, I don't know, people... Oh, sorry, yes. one
0: question. Yes. Is that also, uh, when you think about it, is that also, in a way, fight with perfection? Because you
1: wanted to live when you were perfect. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I think that, that uh, as I am saying all this, I also realized that um, my last few years were pure joy. You know, because I got to that point where I was sure that I was it was coming to an end in a year or two years. And and I was enjoying everything that I did. You know, there was one ballet that I did, um, not my last year, but the year before it was Swan Lake. Everybody is familiar with Swan Lake. And in Swan Lake, there's two roles that the same ballerina do, the white swan and the black swan. And they're totally opposite. One it's so lyrical and delicate and soft. Of course, it's a white, and the other one is strong and pure technique. And And I remember being at, at my dressing room that day, makeup on, my feathers, <laughs> ready to go. Like, And and I called my boyfriend crying, and I said, uh, I don't want to dance. I don't want to dance it. I'm scared. Um I don't think I should be doing this. It's too hard. I'm not good at it. And it was awful. And my boyfriend said, Maria, you're ready. I mean, in 10 minutes, you're going on. Um, He's like, calm, calm down. Uh, What do you want to do after the show? He asked me. I said, I don't know. He was like, what do you want to do? Do you want to go out to dinner? Do you want me to barbecue at home when we get back? And I was like, yes, I want you to barbecue. And he's like, Okay. You know, we're gonna have an asado, you're gonna be fine, we'll have a beer or two. Just think about that. It's only two hours. There's two hours, just you know, and he put me at ease. And and I I went on and I danced and it was good. I don't know, maybe it was that I don't I don't remember but in my head it was like okay i'm going to have a barbecue after <laughs> come on keep going i'm going to have a beer after <laughs> and and that was the moment that i was like this is not what i want you know i do not want to be afraid of another ballet i do not and and that was a huge click and and from what you said about people having expectations now uh, of me too um yeah i i think I think people do. I think sometimes that people don't understand why after having the career that I had, I'm on TV doing this uh, talent show. Uh, I got a lot of uh, critics um, about it. And believe it or not, being on TV is something that um, makes me so happy. (laughs) It is so relaxing. Um, I have fun dressing up. I have fun looking at all the talents. I laugh with them or at them sometimes <laughs> in a sweet way and and I respect what's happening on that stage. And uh, I love my co-workers too, the uh, the other judges and 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 I I enjoy it. So I think that's what changed on me. Of uh I'm I'm realizing that uh, you have to be happy with what you do all the time. It doesn't matter what it is, if it's a TV show or a ballet or sweeping your porch every morning, you have to find happiness and, and happiness, in, and you have to surround yourself with people that care about you in a good way that they don't expect I anything. I love that. And, I, yeah. I love
2: what you said. I, I, and I know you're really uh, consistent about being uh, honest with yourself. Like yeah. all the story you shared, it's like you checking with Maria, like I, I, how do I feel here? I want to be here. Whatever that means for the rest of the world. And I really admire that. And yeah. we talked with Zoya a lot about that. You the know, kind of conversations,
1: yeah. That that doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt when people judge you or, or when... Uh, uh, I don't know, or you you read some comments on social media, or you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't mean that for the first ten or twenty seconds it's like a punch on your you know your chest and you're out of breath. Uh, um, I try everything, everything that I do. I I really do it because I I love it and I want it. Um, that's that's one thing, and I've been fortunate enough to to be in great places and to have the opportunity to be in great places. Um, that I, you know, I, I cannot cover my eyes and don't see it. I, I've been lucky with what God gave me or, or or destiny put in front of me. And all the hard work you did uh, to well, earn- that that's the other thing. I think when the opportunities come, uh, whether it's in ballet, in, for instance, you know, I, I would always say, Okay, I'm I'm I would love to do this ballet, and that opportunity maybe is, is long, it's, it's a longer wait than what you expect. But I, I would always remind myself, Okay, keep working because if that opportunity comes, I want to be ready. You know, and of course there were days that I, you know, I was depressed and sad and I didn't want to work and, 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 but I had always that in, in the back of my mind, you know, and it doesn't mean that I didn't suffer, uh, for decisions that I made, maybe that I was wrong or decisions that someone else made or, um it it was it wasn't perfect that that's another thing that i want to say it wasn't perfect i it, it sounds like it was because now with the, the monday newspaper i'm i'm like i you know i had a pretty good life <laughs> i i enjoyed what i was doing i you know i cried so many times yes i struggled yes i but i think from what i learned from this first career that i had um, it was to, to do it with love and with conviction and 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 enjoying what you're doing. There's there's no way you're going to be happy if you do something that you don't like or you don't love. That's- I
0: love, I love the, how you put it. And one thing, no, I, I, I am actually enjoying this conversation because in every sentence you share from the very beginning, there is this way of you connecting professional and personal life and talking how they both are very important. From the first time when you decided actually not to go to U.S. early because of your personal life to all the other I- other items. And I feel that very often this life pushes us and measure success only by how much money we earn, how much awards we won, where we were. So I want to thank you for that because it's a great reminder to all of us that it's all part of one life and we cannot uh, balance it by doing everything for 30 years and then try to make up for it for the 10, 20, however much we have left. But also when I was uh, listening uh, to you, I think we have had these conversations and also Maka and I were reinventing ourselves uh, several times in different ways, sometimes successfully, sometimes unsuccessfully. Some are still in those, that process. And you are now talking about entering um, your second career. And does that frighten you? Do you want, like, do you feel like you have to be the same level of success as the career number one? Or you managed to tell to yourself that it's okay?
1: You already did so much. Now that you're asking me that, I'm going to start thinking about it. (laughs) No, I was so excited, so excited to, to finish my dancing career. I was very excited. Of course, it was emotional. Of course, it was the best night of my life, that last performance. Um, the theater was, was packed. I, I danced with joy and not worries. I didn't care if I fell because I knew I was gonna stand up and keep going. Uh, the, the connection with all my, my, um, my coworkers was there on stage. It was a night that I would never, never forget. Um, and I was very excited, very excited because I was, um, from a while, I was feeling like I was in need to do other things. And I remember giving a lot of interviews and and they would ask me um, about uh, what other things I wanted to do. And I said, I don't know, but I wanted to do other things (laughs) I want to do something else I want I remember the 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 first couple of days well I I finished in December and I started with uh, Got Talent Uruguay Got Talent right away like at the end of January and I and and I was starting my new position at the ballet school also so I didn't stop Um, but then when the pandemic hits um, I was here stuck at home, working from home, and I remember I was painting the walls. I was doing crochet. <laughs> I was watching all the, the TV series that I, I wanted to watch and I, and I couldn't. I was cooking. I was, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I was so happy to, to be doing things that I had been wanting for a while and I, and, and I wasn't able. Um, I think that knowing myself, I will put that pressure of being at the same level in my new life (laughs) as I was uh, as a dancer, Um, just because I'm very competitive, too, and I, you know... I'm not only wanna be remembered as a ballet dancer, I wanna be remembered as a woman, I wanna be remembered as a good leader. Um, I wanna be remembered for my social work. Uh, it, there's so many things I wanna do. I am clear that um, I'm always gonna be the ballerina, but I'm not only a ballerina. That, you know, I don't know if it's if it's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> and and I you know I, I would love to be a mother I don't know if, if it's an, on my cards um but I'm trying and if I'm not get pregnant I would do everything that I had to do to uh, to have a kid and if it doesn't work it's because i'm'm I'm, I have another path you know um yeah I, I don't know no I'm very excited I'm very excited. Uh, and i'm st- I was excited when I started this new journey and, and I'm still um I think there's a there's a lot of things the other you know i I was thinking that turning forty was like being at half of my life and the other day I had a meeting with this person that that he said, you know life is like a soccer game. you have two times you have forty five minutes and forty five minutes It's like. You're not even at half of your life, he said to me. And I was like, Oh, I've always thought that it was at forty. My half half time was forty. And he's like, No, no, it's forty five. So I'm still on the first half. <laughs> if you think like like he's been telling me. So I'm I don't know. And I'm I'm happy. I'm really happy. So so that's that's good. It's it's not perfect all the time. It's not f- perfect. It's far from perfect, but I'm happy. I'm happy with my life. I have. I'm happy with what, with what I accomplish, and uh, and I'm 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 willing to like keep going. I like, I don't know. I have a lot of energy. I feel like very energetic.
0: <laughs> Maka is saying something, but she's muted, yeah. and we don't hear. Her.
2: Thank you for this conversation, like you're so humble but still like so honest to yourself and uh, how you showcase yourself, you're exactly what we want or what we need to show to the rest of the people in the world, like we are all perfectly perfect but we are real and I think that like you're so brave because you're choosing to design the life you want to have and even knowing that the thing about for example maternity like, you're going to try, but if not, it will be okay. You will find another way to build a family. Like, there are several ways to have a family. And really, thank you for that and for all, like, how you shared your story and how you also embrace uh, uh, all of your successes, but all of your failures or your challenges right now. Like, I think it's very inspiring. Uh, we should be wrapping up right now. So, yeah, I don't know if you want to. To ask her because I, I really hear about why she rocks uh, no I think
0: we heard why she rocks and I think that, uh, I feel like everything you shared was so valuable for everyone listening and what Marca says uh, it's incredible how much you have succeeded already by your 40 and how much for so many of us, we will never get there, like to be the top of the top of whatever we are doing in the global scene. And then to also uh, feel, hear you talk about your life, your other goals that you are achieving. And it's, I think it's. Um, it also shows that no matter where we are in this uh, world, on what are we striving for, we are still thinking about the same things. And uh, it's so beautiful. Uh, Thank you again for your time. And we really hope to see each other somewhere in this other type of continent and to see what
1: uh, Maria Riccietto is doing in her next 40 years. (laughs) I, I thank you, both of you. I think no matter where you are, if you feel like you're on top because of your accomplishments or not, or just do it convinced that that is what makes you happy. I think it changes everything. It, it doesn't, it's not working when what you do uh, is do it is, is doing, it's done by conviction and, and, and by happiness. Like find your happiness no matter where you are and, and stick to it and it's gonna take you places, I'm sure. I'm sure it's going to take you places. It, it won't take you places if you're not happy with what you do. So I don't know. I encourage all the women out there to like, to take that path, to be, I don't know. I don't know if brave is the word, but um, if you're thinking to make a change, just take make that decision in peace and go for it. Like really, I really enjoy talking to you. I feel like i could stay another two hours yes. I'm telling you
2: me too <laughs> uh, thank you you're like how you share your story your vulnerability your imperfections like thank you very much
0: She Rocks Global is a podcast collaboration produced by Makarena Botta, Noabi Samayama, and Zoya Kukic this season of She Rocks Global was recorded in the American Corner Cape Town which is also where you will find our sound engineer, T. Tikrai Kekana. Theme music for this podcast is composed and arranged through a collaboration between South African musician Nosihe and Hannah Sagasa from Germany. Mixing engineer is T. Luminous. She Rocks Global is a podcast that showcases the stories of perfectly imperfect women from around the world. Should you be or know someone whom you think we should be talking to, Please contact us through our Facebook or Instagram or Twitter channels. Handle SheRocksGlobal. Hashtag SheRocks. Until next time, keep rocking.